Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Everybody's got a price. Welcome everybody to the Free Money Podcast. Week I don't know. Uh, we last week had well Drew and Jay were nine and seven. I was seven and nine, which is not the best. Um, I This has been probably the worst year, Drew, that I've had picking games in quite some time. Um, I'm not exactly sure why that is. Uh, probably because the more you do something, the worse you get at it. Uh, you've done a little better than me, but you've also not been your normal stellar self. What do you rack this up to our struggles? I don't know. And it seems the podcast is just destined to be around even because last week I thought you two went against me on everything and somehow Jay and I tied and you were just two games behind. And the week before we went against Jay and somehow we all ended up kind of tied. So I think there's some kind of higher power working with free money that just wants us to be around 500. Or it may just be that like Vegas is good. And if you bet a lot, you're going to finish 500 or just below. Like, I feel like that's, Jay, I wonder if maybe that's what gambling is at, is at its core. We all think we can do it. And with the exception of like a handful of people that are really good, we all finish kind of right the same. It is funny. I told Drew, I definitely hear more chirping on Twitter when I don't do well 
Um, I, I don't hear a lot of accolades when I do well, but I guess that's the nature of Twitter. That's okay. Well, I first of all, I hope you're not talking about me because I don't chirp at you no matter what. No, no, no. I'm not talking about you. I'm just, I'm talking about listeners. Okay. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow, Drew, talking about the headline in the Corbin newspaper, Corbin woman stabs man after dispute over sex toy. Oh. Um, did you see that headline? No, that didn't pop up through my AP uh, newswire here and at the office. It's really good, but actually it's one of the rare things where the story's better than the headline. Because when you read it, a woman uh, went to her cousin's house, her cousin is a male, and asked to borrow his sex toy. He allowed her to borrow it, and the conflict which led to him getting stabbed occurred when he asked for it back. It's a lot to process right there. So the stabbing wasn't with the toy, was it? I don't think so. I think it was a different, a different object. But I like the idea that she wanted to borrow one. And he was like, you've had it enough, cuz it's time for you to get back. I'm not uh, gonna let you just have it anymore. I think them just sharing it is a story in itself, even without the stabbing. I, I, that alone has my attention. I agree with you. I think the stabbing is the least interesting part of the story to me. Like the stabbing is like, well, you know, people get stabbed sometimes. But it's the rest of it, I think, Drew, that really brings it full circle. Yeah, that's why I would encourage everyone to just have their own and not share within the family. Family especially. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things you kind of just have your own. No reason, no reason to, uh, to, to, to sort of, you know, double up on it. Well, Jay, I, I, I don't know how you transition to that. And I know that you love such stories. So uh, why don't you go and give us the first game? I, I'm just glad our squabbles are an occasional political issue or a restaurant selection. That, that's really our squabble. Well, so really I, I can live squabble. with that. Like, you don't really squabble with me over politics. You just, like, don't want to talk about it which is fine but like we don't squabble would you say no more restaurant selection squabble yeah I, we do squabble. i did see that your favorite uh, local establishment vinaigrette <laughs> is adding a new location in the only uh orange leaf isn't that the yogurt thing cal did yeah yeah one of our listeners attributed that to me to my recommendation <laughs> the only orange leaf in louisville which i believe is on bardstown road which I believe it's the one that's right next to the Mexican restaurant I go to. It is closing, and uh, Drew, it is being replaced by Vinaigrette. Well, I'm sure developers heard free money a couple of weeks ago and thought, well, I have to get in on this. And they looked up franchise opportunities, and now they'll be popping up everywhere. Jay's little hidden gem. That's exactly right. Good for, uh, good for Jay to, 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 make, to making things happen for Vinaigrette. All right, well, Jay, what's up first? We're going to start in the SEC, where you have – there are three teams in the West with one loss, and two of them are playing this week. Number 10, Ole Miss, travels to number 18, Auburn. Right now, Auburn is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. This one's tough, man. I, I, I have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, there's a sense in which do you, it's kind of what do you believe? Well, obviously, it's what do you believe about both teams. But I still think both teams – I think both teams are good. I think it's hard to figure out just how good the teams are. I mean, Auburn, I actually thought it was very impressive that they went up and played Penn State as close as they did. But now Penn State, maybe they're not good. Although Penn State did have their starter against Auburn, and they haven't had it since. 
Ole Miss, I know Ole Miss is good, but, you know, they got run out of it by Alabama. And in games, you know, okay, so they beat LSU, but LSU kind of stinks. And they beat Tennessee, but barely. So I don't know. I tend to go home field here. I'm going to take Auburn, but I don't feel good about it. I also like Auburn, especially at two and a half. I think this will be three or higher before Saturday, so jump on it now. Um, Ole Miss is obviously a hot team with one loss. I think they've won three straight since losing to Bama, but I don't think they're good enough to be a a one-loss team this season. And this trip to Auburn is the hardest game left on their schedule. I'm with you. I think home field and that that crowd will play a factor, and especially under a field goal, I'm going to take Auburn to cover. It's also the case, by the way, that we sort of need Auburn to win because if you assume Auburn will take a loss against Alabama, then, you know, we would still be ahead of them uh, in the sort of pecking order. But I don't know, you know, I, I don't think – I think Ole Miss would be ahead of us if they don't lose again. So I do think if you are a Kentucky fan, you would you want to see that. Uh, Jay, what do you got? Man, I, listen, I think this is really tough because, um, you know, Ole Miss is coming off beating LSU. Auburn is coming off a bye after beating Arkansas. I'm just going to have to lean on that this game is at Auburn, and I'm going to agree with you guys, and I'm going to take Auburn since it's it's at home for them. All right, that's good. By the way, I need to note, Drew, I was shocked. I mean, absolutely shocked how many people got the what does Ty Ty Washington, who does he look like thing right. I'm not going to say who it was. But I'm just going to tell you, an obscene number of you got it. I mean, I'd say at least, Drew, 50 people got it right. And I thought it was going to be something that nobody would get right. And if they did, maybe one or two people would get it right. I could not believe how many people knew what I was talking about. I don't have the text machine, so I don't get nearly the the feedback you do. But I had probably four or five direct messages on Twitter Pretty soon after the podcast went up, which I also thought was impressive, quick listeners. But uh, they got it right, too. I had a couple wrong guesses, but I was surprised I got any correct guesses. I I couldn't believe. I genuinely could not believe that everybody got that. But kudos to you. I mean, Tall even got it. And I didn't know Tall even knew who was on the U.K. basketball team. And uh, so I, I give them a lot of credit. Well done on your detective work. All right, who's next? Next, Kentucky travels to the Cowbells to play Mississippi State. We all saw the spread started at Mississippi State, favored by three. Right now, Kentucky is a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, As of yesterday, Kentucky was the second-most bet-on college team for this slate of games. All-time record here. You know this? 24-24. and In Starkville? Yes. No, no, all time. I, I would have thought it was more, too, but I double-checked it. I would have thought we'd have played them more than that. Um, well, I guess 48 times. If we played them 48 times here, I guess that is 96. So that kind of makes um, So this game, I feel good about it. I think we're better than Mississippi State. Um, I think that Kentucky's deeper. I think the Stoops and the coaching staff feel very, feel very confident uh, against Leach and his style. 
But at the same time, you know, I can't help but worry. We haven't won in Starkville since 08. I'm going to pick Kentucky, but I'm, I admit I'm a little worried about it, Drew. I'm not, uh, I'm not overconfident. Well, when we did our predictions at the beginning of the year, I had Kentucky with three losses, and I thought that was very optimistic. Maybe not now, but uh, Mississippi State was one of those losses. I'm still pretty worried, but having seen them both play so many games now, I really do think Kentucky's the better team. It'll just be a matter of overcoming the cowbells in that environment and playing good football and not having a bad game. So I'm going to go with Kentucky, keep riding this wave, but this is definitely a game that has me worried. Yeah, you all know I always abstain from this, but, um, you know, it, it always sticks with me. Mississippi State beat Texas A&M. Um, but I, I just want us to play good. I want to get this game. So we'll move on to the world's largest cocktail party. Georgia is playing Florida. Georgia's a 14-point favorite. Florida is two and three in their last five games. There's some pressure on Dan Mullen. Matt, who do you like? If you had told me that I would ever give Florida 14 against anybody not named like powerhouse Alabama, I thought that was crazy. But I just don't see them staying close. I mean, I think, you know, it's a neutral field, but I think Georgia fans will be there a lot more than Florida fans will be. And I I just – look, I mean, I, I don't know what the case – what is, what is the case for Florida? I mean, what's the case for Florida covering? I just don't know what it would be. So I think I got to take Georgia, Drew, even though it's it's kind of crazy to say they'll cover 14 against their rival in a game that's usually so close. But I think we kind of – that's probably what I'm going to do. Yeah, I mean, Florida's, what, two and two in their last two games? I can't believe they let LSU uh, run all over them the way they just did. I guess Florida's coming off a bye week, but I, I still don't think they're that top 10 team they were in the rankings or even close to being elite like a lot of people expected. So I'm going to take Georgia too. And really it could even go a little higher and I'd probably still take Georgia because I think in this rivalry and Georgia trying to make a statement, they're going to absolutely want to murder them. So I'm going with the Bulldogs, even though that's a big number. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you guys. I, I keep thinking of UK's drive to score. Where we It was like we pulled out every play in the playbook. I just think it's going to be a lot of pressure on Florida's offense, and especially when you're still hearing them chirp about, you know, who's going to be the quarterback. I, I don't like giving 14 to Florida, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Georgia as well. Last SEC game of the week, it's a doozy. Missouri travels to Vandy. Get this, Missouri is one of only two teams that have not covered the spread once. They're 0-7 against the spread for the year. Vandy's 2-6 and against the spread. Even with all that being said, Missouri's a 16-point favorite at Vandy. By the way, I think the other one is Clemson. I think it is Cle the other one is Clemson. Haven't covered the spread of Missouri and Clemson, which is – which is understandable because those have been two of probably the more disappointing teams in the country. Um, I just don't think if you're, if you're Missouri, I don't think you can give 16 to anybody. I mean, I, you know, Vandy, I'm not confident of Vandy doing much of anything ever in any game, but I just, how can you give 16 to a Missouri team that struggles to score against most teams that aren't us? They seem to score all right against us, but um 
and you know the crowd is going to be irrelevant in that game because I don't I, I don't Vandy people won't come and I doubt Missouri people will come that may be one of the more empty stadiums you ever see for an SEC game 16 is just so much I feel like Missouri wins Drew but I can't I can't do 16. Thought I was going to be the crazy person taking Vanderbilt, but it looks like I'm not the only one. Uh, Missouri, like you said, hasn't covered, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but if I'm not mistaken, they haven't even come close to covering like uh, in any of their games. Uh, they've missed the, the spread by several points. For that, I, I got to go Vandy. I, I cannot believe it because I think Vandy can barely tie their own shoes, but I can't give that many points with Missouri, uh, who has not looked good in a single game this year. Oh, man, I'm going to go with Missouri. And and just because Missouri has not played anybody horrific yet. I mean, they haven't played great teams, but I, I just think Vandy is really, really bad. And I, I do think the reason I'm taking Missouri is just Missouri's offense is decent. So that's all the SEC games this week. We talked about – tr- Only four this week? Yep. Yeah, well, I guess that's good. <laughs> we talked about trophies last week we're going to talk about the paul bunyan trophy that would be undefeated michigan traveling to michigan state michigan is a four and a half point favorite so this should be an interesting game missouri missouri or i'm sorry michigan has the fifth ranked rushing offense while michigan state has the second leading rusher in the NCAA right now. Again, Michigan at Michigan State, four-and-a-half-point favorite for Michigan. Yeah, I think Michigan State is a little bit like Oklahoma State was, which is a little bit of a paper tiger. Um, I think they they really haven't had to play any of the good teams yet. Now, they're about to start, but they haven't yet. And, you know, now it is a rivalry game, and those are usually close, but – I'm not going to overthink it. I think Michigan's better. I think they're probably better by a decent amount. And I think that they want to set it up so that that game against Ohio State at the end of the year matters. So I'm going to take Michigan to cover and win by, let's say, 7-10. to 10. I like both of these teams a lot and have made money on both of them all year. Uh, I'm going to go Michigan State just because this rivalry game always seems to have some magic in it. I feel like they're always close. At four and a half, I feel like that's enough to lure me in to take Michigan State, even though I think Michigan's the better team. Uh, they're also both two defensive teams, so it might be low scoring. So I'll, I'll take the home underdog, but uh, I, I do think Michigan is very, very good. Yeah, I think this is pretty tough. Um but I'm going to go with Drew here. I think Michigan State being at home and you're giving me four and a half. I, this might be a game that I teased to ten and a half. Um, if you look at their common opponents, it's almost a mirror image of what happened in those games. Um, they had three common opponents and almost the same uh, thing happened in all those games. Um, I don't love it, but I'm going to take Michigan State here. Did we lose Drew? He was here. I'm here. No, oh, there. Okay, you turned the camera off. What I was, pick, I was picking my nose. Oh, dude, that I need to see that on the camera. That's exactly <laughs> what I, I, I. That's the kind of thing I like. But all right. Speaking of picking your nose, Louisville is at NC State. Uh, NC State's been a little disappointing, but they are five and two. Um, they seem to be playing better. Louisville got a big win for them last week. 
I will ask you all that this might be the number two and three quarterbacks in the ACC going up against each other. I didn't realize this. Malik Cunningham is tied for third rushing TDs for all players, running backs, quarterbacks. Do you think Malik Cunningham possibly transfers? Because I think Louisville's terrible without him. NC State is a six and a half point favorite. It is at NC State. You know, I have no idea if he transfers. I think he's good. I think he's I think he's got nothing with him, which is partially why it's hard to tell how good he is. I mean, when I've watched him play, when he gets in the open field and runs, he's tough. I mean, he's not Lamar tough, but he's pretty tough. To, and I, I think he throws the ball decently. Um, the problem is they're just terrible besides him. I mean, he has receivers dropping passes. The offensive line is brutal. Um, as far as, so I don't know if he transfers. I mean, what year is he? Is he a sophomore or a junior? He's got to be that. a junior. Sure. Yeah, I think he's got, he's, he's got like he's been there a while. So I have no idea if he leaves, but I do think he's good. And I actually think he's good enough that I'm going to take Louisville to cover here. I think they have a shot to win the game. Um, I don't necessarily think they will, but I think they got a shot. If they have a shot and you're giving me six and a half, then I'll take, I'll take Louisville. NC State is good, but they also can throw up clunkers. You know, they lost to Mississippi State. And uh, did they lose last week? I feel like they lost last week, or am I wrong? They, they lost to Miami. Yeah, so they lost to Miami, a game that I think I picked NC State and felt good about. Uh, and then Miami, who's had a terrible year, ends up winning. So ACC is, a, is just a complete who knows. But if you make me pick one, then uh, I think I'll, I'll pick Louisville to cover. I'm really torn on this game more than any because I feel like every week I say it, I have no clue what the ACC is doing. I feel like they're all just as good. They just happen to – one team has to win. Last week I had Miami beating NC State and Pittsburgh beating Clemson. Both of those happened. I just like taking the underdogs because they're all about the same. I'll do the same with Louisville here. I expect to be another close game, and, and who knows who wins because no one in this conference is truly good. Oh, man. You know, I saw a stat that's going to make me take NC State here. Uh, Louisville's given up more 10-plus yard passes than any ACC team. Um, NC State's got a decent quarterback. I mean, that whole loss they had last week to Miami worries me, but I'm going to take NC State. Is What is Louisville against the spread? I feel like they cover every week. They're, they're like three and four. I looked this up. You know, Kentucky's actually six and one like second best in NCAA. Louisville's just three and four against the spread. I think that's correct. I looked they, it up. They started, they started pretty bad. Yeah. They're either three and four, four and three. Huh. Well, feels like they've been sort of under. I mean, they covered last week too. So I it's uh I don't know. I feel like they're I don't want to pick but they should have probably only lost one game. They're very close to being a team that would really annoy us with how, how much they've won. But go ahead. What's next? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Next is going to be Penn State versus Ohio State. Uh, Penn State has kind of imploded. Uh, you all watched Illinois Penn State miss 10 two-point conversions in a row. Um, Ohio State has been an absolute juggernaut on offense. They're the top-ranked scoring offense in NCAA going against Penn State's sixth-ranked defense. Ohio State at home is an 18-and-a-half-point favorite. A lot of points. But I think Penn State's bad, and I think with their quarterback, they can't score. And I think Ohio State still feels like they probably got to put on a show since they have that, that early loss. Um, so I'm going to, you know, 18 and a half. That just seems like so many. At the same time, I don't really see Penn State keeping it close. I mean, losing to Illinois at home is pretty terrible. Illinois, I think, only had two wins come in the game. One of them was against a team that hadn't won all year. And one of them was against Nebraska in the first game of the season. So to win on their field is pretty amazing. So I guess, Drew, I'm going to take Ohio State. I, I, I hate taking covers with that many, but I don't really think I have a choice. I got to go Penn State here. I, Ohio State cost me a lot of money earlier this year. I've, I've had them on big spreads. I had them beating Oregon. I think Tulsa had them covering a big spread. That ended up being a close game. I'm going to assume Penn State, having lost two in a row, will, will play good enough to keep it within two touchdowns. Uh, so I'm going to go against Ohio State, even though I think their last couple games, they've just really been blowing people out and covering their spread. But I'll bet against them now. Well, Drew, I'm going to go with Matt. Um, that's a lot of points, but Ohio State has absolutely been rolling, and Penn State is going to be wishing Will Levis was still there. I mean, they've got to be hating that. Reluctantly, I'm going to take Ohio State minus 18 and a half. We're going to go in-state. Charlotte against Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky has kind of sneakily, they have the second-ranked offense in all of the NCAA, they have the leading receiver in NCAA. Western's an 18-point favorite against Charlotte in Bowling Green. I watched Charlotte. I think they almost beat – no, they did beat Duke early in the year. I think I watched that game. And I'm not sure if they've won another game. What's their record? I don't know Charlotte's record. I'll yeah. put it up for you. I want to say, I mean, I know they beat Duke and because I watched it and I think their coach like cried and talked about how difficult COVID had been. It was one of those early season games that for some reason I watched. But um, but 18's a lot. I mean, I look, I, I'm not – I know that Western has a quarterback throwing for crazy amounts, but I don't think their record is great either. So with really no basis at all, Drew, except for – Having watched the end of the fourth quarter of a Charlotte game, maybe in week two, I think if there's no other reason to pick Charlotte, that feels like a good one. So I guess I will take Charlotte. Matt, Charlotte's four and three. They've beaten Duke, Gardner-Webb, Middle Tennessee State, and Florida International. So what's Western? Why is Western giving up 18? Western – Almost beat Indiana. They just lost by like a point, and they played Michigan State close. So two of their losses were 
playing up in competition and playing big game, playing them very tight. Yeah, Western's four losses are to Army, who's been pretty good. They lost by three to them. They lost by Indiana by two. They were in there with Michigan State, and their only other loss is to UT San Antonio, who's now in the top 25. Those are four good losses, actually. I mean, all four of those teams are good. I didn't realize that's actually quite a resume because, I mean, not only did they lose to two, like, big-time schools, they lost to probably the two schools in small conferences that are the best. Are we getting ready to flip you? Are we getting ready to flip you back? Because 18, I, I still would have thought it was going to be like eight or nine or 10, 18. I still got to take Charlotte. But that is a good – that's a better resume than I realized, Drew. But still, I'm taking Charlotte with the 18. Yeah, I know nothing about Charlotte. In fact, everything I know about Charlotte, I just learned uh, you all telling me. It's pretty cool that they beat Duke or lost to Duke and cried. Uh, I'm going to no, take West. Duke. They beat Duke. Excuse me, beat Duke. See, look, I'm even still learning as we go. Uh, I'm going to go Western, complete blonde pick. It's a homer pick. I just – I watched them play Indiana. They should have had that game won. Like we said, they've, they've been in other big games. I just think they're more cut out for it. And finally, they might be able to beat up on somebody their own size. So – I will go Western here, but I admit I know very little about it. Go tops, go. I'm going to take Western. What conference is Western in, by the way? Conference USA. So are they going to have to go back to the Sun Belt? I don't know. I just read an article. It's all a mess. I mean, Conference USA is only going to have like five teams or six teams, so I guess it may just go away. And I saw that Southern Miss – and Old Dominion just joined the Sun Belt, which makes me think that they think that's who's going to survive. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I, of course, have no idea what I'm talking about. But Western may have made a bad move. They left the Sun Belt for the Conference USA and probably thought that was a good move, and now they may have to ask the Sun Belt to take them back. So, Well, then let's go to – Iowa at Wisconsin, which is kind of a ridiculous game if you followed the Wisconsin spreads this year. Um, here's the first ridiculous number. The I-Wisconsin over-under. Anybody want to guess that? 20. 36 and a half. Wow. That's so low. So you think about this. Iowa is coming off a of bye week and got beat by Purdue two weeks ago, which ruined their season. Wisconsin pounded Purdue last week, 30 to 13. Iowa travels to Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a three and a half point favorite. Can't imagine a scenario where I would watch this game unless it was like close at the end. Cause I, it's going to have to be the most boring football game that's ever been played. Uh, these two teams, like, I know Wisconsin's good regularly, but I just – there's no scenario that I can think they might be fun to watch. You know, I don't like three and a half. I wish it was three or less. Um, but I will take Wisconsin just because I think they win at home. But, Drew, I, I feel no confidence about this, and I would not allow myself to watch it. I will definitely not watch this, but I have a little bit of confidence, not much. Just uh, Iowa started, what, one and three, and I think they've won three straight. They seem to be finally figuring it out, even though it's way too late in the game for it to matter. In this rivalry, it seems Iowa always wins and plays well. I mean, excuse me, Wisconsin always wins and plays well. I think Iowa's kind of been a fraud all year. I'll go Wisconsin to cover, and uh, 
that total, I might even go under. This game is going to be so boring. I just have no confidence that anybody is going to score points. And because of that, and because of that half point, I'm going to take Iowa here. I don't feel great about it, but I'm going to do it. Iowa. Washington, it's Stanford. We're traveling to the Pac-12. I really like this bet this week of taking the over 47 and a half at the Washington-Stanford game. This game started out as Washington is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Stanford is a two-point favorite at the moment. I, I have Not only do I have no opinion about this, I'm not sure the last time I've watched a Washington football game. I'm trying to think. I think they made the playoff one year, didn't they? Like five or six years ago maybe and lost by about 1,000 to Alabama. Am I right about that? Yes, they got uh, embarrassed. Yeah, that's probably the last time I've watched Washington play football. So I don't know. I, I have no basis to think about this game or even fathom it. I think Stanford, I won a little bit of money on Stanford earlier this year. I remember I remember Joe Fortenbaugh telling me they were the worst team in the country. And then so I bet against them when they played Kansas State and I won. Then they came back and beat USC, and and I think did did they beat Oregon? Is that am I right about that? They did beat Oregon. So I feel like they'll beat Washington, Pac-10 or Pac-12 or Pac-8, whatever it is now. I never know what's happening in those games, and it feels like all year I don't know what happens, and then Utah wins the conference every year. But uh, I'm going to take Stanford to win this time. I'm going to go with Stanford too, just because Washington's pretty terrible. Um, I don't think Jake Locker is still there or um, Bishop Sankey, the last two Washington players I can name. While, uh, as Matt pointed out, Stanford's got some good wins. I just think they're the better football team. So I will take that two and a half points and they'll cover that or lay that two and a half points. Yeah, I need this. I did the Stanford over four wins at the beginning of the year. If they win this, they're at four. So it'll make me happy with a lot of, a lot of room here to go. This is actually my bet of the week. I think Stanford is the better team here. So I'm going to take Stanford minus two. I also like the over 47 and a half. What made you decide at the beginning of the year to bet Stanford over four? What were you like? Did you have some Stanford intel? Like what was the what was the, the basis of your Stanford pick? You know, I look through you'll laugh at this, Matt. I looked through the feel steel book and yeah. I looked at their schedule. And I thought, you know, if they if they win these couple games at the beginning, which they did, then they're just going to have to win like two more and, and I'm good. So um, the, the other one I debated, uh, if you remember this, Kansas was um, – their win total was one. It started off at one and then it moved to one and a half and scared me off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you imagine that? I mean, how depressing would that be if you're Kansas? And they came close last week. Yeah. So, Matt, here's my last college game. They won one. What was that? I said they won one. Am I correct, Kansas? Yes. But they may not get the second. I think you made a good decision. I'm not sure. No, they actually, <laughs> no I think you're I'm, right. I'm not sure they're going to get two. I think one was the number, and I think you were good to sort of get away from that. I, 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 let me ask you a question. It feels like this game selection's aren't great 
are there like no good Big Twelve games and no like is this a pretty a pretty weak day across the country? Yeah, I think I think so. And, and there's to be honest with you, you know, as I look at it, some of the teams like Oklahoma plays Texas Tech. I really haven't seen Texas Tech play. Um, TCU yeah, plays Kansas. I'll tell you, there's probably one I should have. Um, who's Who's West Virginia play this week? I probably should have done that one. Iowa State. You want to do that one? Iowa State, West Virginia. Yeah, Good. let's finish that one. That's probably better than another Pac-12 game. So um, Iowa, Iowa State travels to West Virginia. Iowa State is a seven-point favorite at West Virginia. So usually I would say here what I'm going to do, which is that Iowa State gets a big win. West Virginia has struggled. They've been disappointing. And so people overrate the team that just got the big win, like Iowa State did against Oklahoma State. So I'm going to take West Virginia to cover. They've been really disappointing this year. I think our guy, Neil Brown, is on a little bit of a hot seat there. But I feel like he's going to do well enough to cover this seven. So I will take West Virginia, Drew. Um. I'm going to go Iowa State. They've won three out of four. None of them that impressive. I feel like the number's a little high, but I don't really love what uh, Neil Brown's doing this year at West Virginia. It's been, like you said, been pretty disappointing. So I'm just going to ride the momentum that Iowa State has and, and hope they can cover that touchdown. Yeah, I'm going to go with Drew. And I it, just because West Virginia's burned me this year, honestly. I, I bet on them at the beginning of the year, and they, they kind of hurt me. Um, you know, Iowa State only lost two, so they still have the opportunity to do something. And so I'm, I'm going to go with Iowa State. How about this one? North Carolina travels to Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. You know, North Carolina has been very disappointing this year. Um, Notre Dame still has a chance maybe to salvage something. But um, what do you all think here? This looked like a heck of a game at the beginning of the season, and it's not now. I like Notre Dame. I think, you know, because of the way their schedule is, the way they do things, they can still, I think, win nine, at which point they'll still get a good bowl. They won't probably get a New Year's six, but they'll get, I think, one of the good ones. So I think they win this game at home. Uh, and North Carolina, I feel bad for my guy Mac, but that quarterback, I still can't believe what's happened in the quarterback classes that like, I literally saw a mock draft in the season that had Spencer Rattler and the North Carolina quarterback one, two, and now neither one of them are even projected in the top 10 out of quarterbacks, like not just top 10, in the draft top 10 quarterbacks in the country, which is crazy to me. It's amazing how that's fallen, but they haven't played well. And so I think you gotta, you know, I'm going to go with Notre Dame to cover. I think North Carolina is coming off a bye, but I still don't really know what they have to fix because they just – they're not good. and they're, They never – they haven't been good since the beginning of this season. Uh, we're finding out their Heisman candidates a fraud. They beat Miami, uh, beat Duke, but, you know, what does that count for anything? I'm, I'm going to go with Notre Dame here, who just continues to win. I know they have the loss at Cincinnati, but Cincinnati's, you know, top team in the – one of the top teams in the country. So, uh, I'm going Notre Dame here. 
Yeah, you know, I don't know, we talked about this at the beginning of the year that, you know, Sam Howell had all these accolades, but if you remember, he lost 2,000 yard rushers and he, I think he lost three of his four top receivers. So it's funny, I don't know how good he is. I mean, maybe he just doesn't have the supporting cast around him, but because he doesn't have the supporting cast around him, I'm going to go with Notre Dame as well. All right, well, let's take a little break here and say, talk about mybookie.ag. If you are interested in placing bets on these games, there's no reason to do it theoretically. And there's no reason even to drive to Indiana or any other state. Why don't you just do it from your house? Mybookie.ag, you deposit the money, use the promo code free money, and they'll take the amount you deposit, and they'll give you twice as much. That's that, it's, that's that simple. I mean, I don't know what else you you make the bets, you win the money, and next thing you know, you're celebrating and flying high on the town. It's mybookie.ag. Drew and I use it. I don't know if Jay uses it, but if he doesn't, he should, because mybookie.ag is the best way to make bets, especially if you're in Kentucky, but really anywhere. Go to mybookie.ag. Promo code is free money. It's now time for Jay to give us his restaurant selections. He's had a spot in history on this this year. Some good ones, some not so good ones, and some interesting choices of chains. But uh, over the long haul, over three or four years, three years, I guess, he's been great at this and has found some hidden gems. I still was very impressed with his Korean place called Mr. Joe's or whatever. Um, what, uh, what, what are we looking at today? We're looking at pizza this week. I don't know Ooh. that I've given you a pizza place. All right. But this is a relatively new place, and it's called Pizzaville. It's on Westport Road here in Louisville, and it's a really good pizza. Um, it's local. All their pizza's good, and this I don't know what you're going to think of this. One of their pizzas is a chili cheese dog hot dog pizza, and it's awesome. Pizzaville. Pizzaville. I like it. Uh, and it's when, when that I, that sounds like my kind of place. Now, where is it again? It is on Westport Road. If you know where Goose Creek Diner is, uh, right by that Kroger on Westport Road, Westport and Goose Creek, it's right there. There's a, actually a wing stop in the same complex as it. I like it. Pizzaville it is. I think that's a, uh, I think that's a cool, a, a cool suggestion. I will try Pizzaville. I might even try it this weekend. I, I feel like pizza, the place I always would get for pizza. Well, I mean, there's a lot of places in Louisville is the, do you like the parlor place? You know, it's funny. I've never been to the parlor. I never have either, but during COVID I would get it delivered. And I felt like their breadsticks and stuff were, were really, really good. And I don't, I think it might've even been, is there one like right over the river? I think maybe that's where I ended up getting it from, but I was a big fan of parlor. So I'm willing to try pizza bell. And what's the name of the place? I always forget. Is it Bonnie and Clyde's out there? Oh yeah. That's that. I have given you that one. That is excellent. That's a that South one, End gym. That one's great. Although it's a, you talk about the last of a dying breed. I mean, you smell the cigarettes when you walk in, like it has, I have to tell you, Jay, that's just the kind of place that just doesn't exist anymore. You know, customer service isn't high on their list, but the pizza's oh, they, damn good. They, 
They hate customer service. They're like, get out of here. We don't want you. But, but the food is really good. I really liked my time when I went there. All right, let's do the NFL. All right, so I think you I think you have talked this week. You're having a big watch party. So we're going to start with the big Thursday night game. You've got the teams with the longest win streaks in the NFL. you got Arizona, who's undefeated. Green Bay, who's on a six-game heater. This game started out with Arizona as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. It's bumped all the way up to six because of uh, Devontae Adams being out. It was announced today that Lazard, the other receiver, is out. And then it literally just got announced when we started the podcast that J.J. Watt for Arizona is going to be out. So Arizona is actually in a three-game win streak against Green Bay. The, the only other times they've had a, win, a streak against Green Bay was 1949. Arizona minus six. That's amazing that they're on a three-game win streak because Arizona really hasn't even been good the last few years, and the Packers have. Where, where is the game? It's at Arizona. Yeah. Packers fans travel, so they'll have a lot of fans. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to see Aaron Rodgers win, so it certainly wouldn't surprise me to see him cover six. I'm sort of of the belief it does the pack who the Packers have wide receiver wise. I mean, that he can throw it to almost anybody and it works. So give me the Packers to cover the six. I don't know if they'll win the game, Drew, but I like them covering the six. I really want to side with Aaron Rodgers, especially at a night nationally televised. Everybody's watching him game, but missing two of his biggest weapons, I think, is a big hurdle to overcome. I will take Arizona here because their offense is loaded, and I just think they will be able to score on uh, Green Bay's defense. Do you feel like, Drew, there, the, I mean, it's like they keep winning, so at some point you almost have to stop, like, denying them, but it's hard for me to think they're the best team in the NFL. Do you think they are? No, but I watched every snap of their first game against the Titans, and it made me think the Titans were the worst team ever because, I mean yeah. – their receivers seem to be always open. Murray can make plays on the run. They've got guys on defense. I mean, they, they looked dang good, and that, that's the only game I've really seen of theirs in its entirety, but they look good then in week one. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, hey, is it, who's it going to run out against? I just don't know that it's going to be here with all these injuries. To me, DeAndre Hopkins is an absolute freak, but recently A.J. Green's been coming into his own, and I mean, you know, A.J. Green getting one-on-one coverage. Uh, I'll take that guy. I'm going to take Arizona here. We'll move to the the team that I I know Drew's happy about on a heater. Tennessee travels to Indianapolis this week. Um, If you remember last year, um, or no, earlier in the year, they've already played, right? Uh, Tennessee beat them 25 to 16 earlier in the year. the Tennessee has beaten the Chiefs and the Bills. Indianapolis started as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Tennessee's favored by one at the moment. Yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, this is this is a big game in their division. Uh, Tennessee has looked really good. I mean, obviously they beat the Bills, but, I mean, what they did to the Chiefs, not just the fact that they scored on the Chiefs, but that the Chiefs were, like, inept on offense against the Titans defense that people thought was kind of terrible. That was really surprising. I feel like they got to come back down to earth. And, and I think Indianapolis winning that game in San Francisco was pretty impressive considering the weather conditions and all that. 
You know, a couple of their early losses were kind of freaky. They could have won them. I think they're better than their, I think, three and four records suggest. So I'm a little surprised the money came in and flipped this. So I'm going to take the Colts uh, to cover at home. After the run the Titans have been on, I really want to go against them at some point. But I don't think this is the game. Really, the Titans should be 6-1. and one. They lost to the Jets, and it was basically like Kentucky's Chattanooga game. Afterwards, everyone just admitted we didn't even really prepare for this. Thought we were going to run over them, and they were banged up. Titans are finally getting healthy, and I think they're only going to get better. And It being a division game, and the Colts have won this series for decades. I mean, I think it's been 13 straight years the Colts had won in Nashville until this past uh, meeting. So I think the Titans are just hungry in this game every time, and they'll win and cover. Matt, I'm going to go with you, and I'm going to take Indianapolis. I, I talked about this last week. I think Carson Wentz gets way too much hate. Carson Wentz has thrown 11 TDs and had one interception this year. And, you know, they've got a solid running back. I think this is a team that can come back and do something. But I do think uh, Tennessee comes down to earth a little bit here. I'm going to take Indy. In the year that they made the Super Bowl, I mean, everybody focuses on Nick Foles, like, winning it, and that's good. But Carson Wentz was the quarterback that whole year and had a heck of a year. Um, it's just, you know, he didn't have a great last year in Philly. But I, I don't know, man. I, I kind of agree with you. I think it's not nearly as bad as people act like. So I'm going to – I'm kind of with you. I think this is a big game. I think it's a big game all the way around for these teams. I mean, if the Colts win, I think they're a team to watch. If the Titans win, they'll be 6-2. and two with a schedule that gets a lot easier down the stretch, they could uh, really make some noise. So then we've got Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Cleveland Browns. Um, this is a revenge game for the Steelers. Remember last year in the playoffs, uh, the Steelers lost to the Browns 48, 37 in that playoff loss. Uh, it's still up in the air, whether uh, Baker Mayfield or Case Keenum is going to start. Cleveland's a three and a half point favorite at home. Don't bet on this game. I think this is the, this is like the degenerate game. If you bet on this one, you need to, you need, like, you need to not, you need to take a break. Cause I don't know how you have any idea what's going to happen here. I'm not sure if Case Keenum plays that that's worse, actually, to be honest. I think he, I think he might be just as good as, but I think Baker is extremely overrated. Um, I'm going to take Cleveland at home. I don't love it because this feels like the kind of game that Pittsburgh then beat good teams. But the Browns have been disappointing. This will be, I assume this will be a nationally televised, everybody watching the game. I think Drew uh, and cover. Uh, I actually like the Browns here, even with Case Keenum. I know they're really banged up against Denver, but before that they had two straight losses that were – Arizona, who we talked about, has been really good. And then the Chargers, who have been kind of a surprise team. Um, Pittsburgh, I just feel like they're on their way down, and it's only going to be getting worse. I'm going to take the Browns here to cover. I mean, I, I, I think this one's tough because you don't know who's going to be quarterback. Um, you know, I, in last week's podcast, I said almost 20% of NFL games end in three points. So anytime I see three and a half, I'm going to go with the the underdog. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh here because you get that three and a half. Then we have New England. New England plays the L.A. Chargers. Um, 
LA Chargers are a five and a half point favorite at home. Um, they've had a pretty good year. Their, their only losses have been to the Cowboys and the Ravens. Um, I don't know how good New England is. They're th- out of their wins, two of their wins are to the Jets and one is to the Texans. So I, I just don't know how good New England is. LA, five and a half point favorite. Oh, where's the game again? Los Angeles. See, the problem is, though, there'll be like 50,000 Patriots fans there. They'll pro- Patriots will probably have more fans there than the Chargers. But the Chargers, I believe, lost their last game. I think they're good. Um, you know, the Patriots have done very little this year when they're not playing the Jets, although they've looked like, you know, rock stars when they played the Jets. I believe the Dolphins only win this year is against the Patriots. So I'm going to take the Chargers to cover. I think the Chargers are actually really good. And I think it's going to be almost a road game, though. So the five, the, you know, the five and a half is probably more of a neutral field line. But I will take Drew the Chargers to cover. I like the Chargers here, too. Uh, they did lose last week. They got killed um, by Baltimore. I believe that was two weeks ago. They, they had a bye week. But other than that, I think they've looked really good, and they're only getting better. And Justin Herbert, I mean, he's a, he's a star in the making. New England, like you said, they pick on the Jets. I haven't really been impressed by them in any of their games. Uh, you got to travel across the country. I know everybody likes to buy into that narrative. So I'll go the Jets here. I mean, the Jets. What am I talking about? The Chargers here. I, I think the Chargers are pretty good. Um, I'm going to agree. I'm going to take the Chargers as well. Monday night football is the New York Giants at Kansas City. Kansas City is three and four. They've, they've got to be about desperate here. Um, but this spread started at 14 and a half and is down to 10. So Kansas City's favored at home by 10 against the Giants. See, I actually think this is really hard. I would have definitely taken the Giants at 14 and a half. Because I, I think what, they two and five – Yes, I think I feel like everybody in that division besides Dallas is two and five. But I actually don't think they're bad. I, I mean, they 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 sh- they should have beaten Washington. That that game kind of they missed a kick, and and there was another game I watched. They almost they could easily be four and three, and and the Chiefs are just bad, and I don't know why. And I keep betting on them, and they keep losing. And I, the Chiefs, I think, are one and six against the spread this year, and they're they're something like two and thirteen in their last fifteen games, or something insane like that. So I don't know why I would keep doing it. And the Giants' defense is all right, so I don't want to do this. But I think I got to take the Giants to cover, even though I don't totally believe in it. But, Drew, I just – I mean, the Chiefs haven't beaten anybody by a lot. So, why do I think they're going to do it here? I'm kind of with you, but I'm perplexed to why the Chiefs are so bad. I mean, I just watched the Titans kill them. The Titans' defense isn't that good, and Mahomes' offense couldn't do anything. So, I, I guess I'm just going to have to believe they suck because it sure looks like they suck. So, I'll take the Giants here to cover. You know, here's a, here's a stat for you. Um Kansas defense is giving up 30 points a game. The Giants are averaging 20 a game. So there's your 10 point spread. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm with you guys. I just 10 point. I got, I would, 
I, I would almost tease this to 16, um, but I'm going to take the Giants as well. I just, until the, the Chiefs defense shows me they can stop somebody, um, Daniel Jones has played decent. Um, I, I, I don't think um, Barkley comes back yet, but um, I think the, their running back showed that the backup showed that he can, can, can do okay. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I actually think Daniel Jones is all right. It's hard, though, because he has no, nothing with him most of the time. But And he fumbles a lot. But still, can't believe I'm betting on the Giants. But I can't believe it was – I mean, 14 and a half is – I would have definitely done that. Well, guys, it's always fun. Uh, I hope everybody has enjoyed. If you're around tomorrow night, come out for the Packers watch party, Thursday night football, giving $250 away from Big Blue Baby. Um, which people need to stop sending me pictures, Drew, of big blue babies, like actual babies, because they're scary looking, and I don't enjoy them. I've seen those. They're really weird, and, but that's not what I think we're talking about. And, Jay, thank you very much. I'm very excited. We won't say, but I now know where Jay works, which I didn't know even though I've known him for a decade, and I feel like that was good information to have. So, Jay, I'm proud of you, and thank you for all you do for the world. Guys, you have a great week. <laughs> Audio. Everybody's got a price. Everybody's gonna pay. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-427 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.